Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, folks. Uh, this is Earl, the recovering car dealer, live and in color. And uh, you were just listening to my recorded introduction there, by me, by the way. And I uh, want to welcome all of you regular listeners. We've, we're building an international audience. or Is it international? I think, I think technically, maybe. We had a call from Bali once. Global. Uh, and we, uh, but we do all over the USA, and we—it's uh, it's amazing to me. We're getting calls from Texas and California, Canada. Uh, very cool. Uh, streaming Facebook. Uh, we're on uh, Twitter and uh, YouTube, and uh, it's really, really exciting how this show has grown. I can't believe it's been 17 years since Nancy and I started this show. Half an hour on Seaview Radio. Uh, they went out of business, and they were bought out, and. Yeah, the show went from a half hour to an hour, and now it's two hours, and who knows? Uh, I don't know. Uh, we have no competition. We're the only, as far as I know, uh, the only show, uh, TV, radio, or anything else, uh, that actually tells the truth about car dealers. Tells the truth about car dealers. Uh, there's something unique about car dealers. They're... Uh, operating in the 20th century and the rest of the retail world's operating uh, today, 21st century. Uh, they're operating by the old rules. They're entrenched by state laws, and that could be a whole show to explain that, but they're protected. They're a protected, endangered species, car dealers are. And because they're operating by the old rules and the old culture and the old thoughts and ideas about how things were retailed, almost back to the days of horse trading, uh, the haggle hassle goes back to the way horses were bought and sold, you know, back in the uh, Old West, you know. John Wayne, uh, when he bought a horse, <laughs> he, he, he negotiated. I mean, that's the way horses were bought and sold, and that was the transportation. And it, it's become entrenched the way you buy a brand-new 2020 car. That's right. Uh ever try to get a price from a car dealer? I mean, have you ever called a car dealer? I know you must have. Maybe once <laughs> you might have gone online and said, look, can you please give me a price on this new whatever? And you know the song and dance. Uh, you need to come in. Uh, are you going to buy the car today? Uh, uh, will you give me a deposit? It's the only product that you can't buy and get a price. You can go on Amazon, you can go to Target, you go to Walmart, Costco, any place you want to buy something retail, and you can get a price. You can't get a price from a car dealer, and their reputation is in the sewer, pardon the expression. They, Gallup has done an annual poll on honesty and ethics and professions every year since 1977. And car dealers are at dead last or next to last every, every year. If I sound a little emotional about this, it's because... In full transparency, I'm a car dealer. And um, 
I'm a recovering car dealer, meaning I used to do business that way. So I know what I'm talking about. One of the one of the uh, interesting things about the show is that because uh, I was doing it this way, the way the car dealers are doing it today, back 25, 30 years ago, I started a business in 1968. I know all the tricks. They haven't changed. That's the strange thing about it. They don't have to change them. Bait and switch. They just polish uh, them up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they're polished. They put a little yeah. lipstick on those bits. Exactly. The, deal, the dealer fee has really becomes, uh, they've gone into multiple dealer fees by all, all different names, and they know how to hide the fees better. Uh, anyway, that's what this show's all about, and uh, we're so happy to have you there. We're we thrive on you. I mean, uh, I can get up here and pontificate. I have a, t- I have a tendency to go on and on. I, I, I apologize in advance. But your calls and your comments and your texts are really cool. I mean, I learned something. Everybody in the studio learned something from you. And we have a telephone number, 877-960-9960. You might want to think about writing that down because I'll give it to you again. Uh, if you don't have a question now, you'll probably have one later. 877 877- 960-9960 and more popular because things are changing. Text. You know, I, I text more than I talk on the phone now. Text is kind of cool. It gives you a record of what you said, what the other person said. Uh, you can delete it if you don't want to look at it again. And you can get to it when you feel like it. Telephone rings, it's kind of intrusive, right? You know, you could be brushing your teeth, you could be eating dinner. Uh, you don't want to have to answer the phone. If you get a text, it goes bing, you know you got a text, and when you get through with what you're doing, you read the text. Uh, we can get to text on this show a lot easier, and uh, we like the personal touch of the phone call, so please call if you can. Text number 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And just tell us what's on your mind. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, we're all over cyberspace. And uh, lest I forget, I'm, I know I'm yakking too much, uh, Mystery Shopping Report. Very exciting Mystery Shopping Report. I know I always say that, but Asia Thunder, our undercover agent, was busted. And we actually had to abort a shop. Mm-hmm. And due to his amazing versatility, and this man has been tested under fire, and I have a lot of respect for Agent Thunder. Agent X was good. You regulars will know Agent X was fearless. Agent Thunder is also fearless, and he's very fast on his feet. I say, he, he has cat-like reflexes. He has cat-like that reflexes. That has set him apart. <laughs> exactly. <Fire>. Everyone. <laughs> exactly. And it's so exciting the way he moved, and you're here going to hear this mystery shopping report uh, in the second half of the show. Stay tuned for that if you do nothing else. And uh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to introduce Nancy Stewart, uh, my co-host, and uh, she is a female advocate. On the car, in the car on the way to the studio, she brought to my attention uh, an article in Consumer Reports that is going to make it even more important for you ladies to think about calling the show. And it has to do with the fact that did you know that cars are designed today by the National Highway Traffic Safety Association to be safe for men, not women? Hard to believe, right? I mean, that's the truth. Consumer Reports, the (coughs) crash dummies and the standards by which all the car manufacturers get their coveted safety design. I mean, Toyota, 
uh, General Motors, Chrysler, uh, they want to have that uh, super safe, very safe uh, rating by the National Highway Traffic. That safety rating is based on keeping men safe and women are 73% more likely to be injured because the crash dummy is to protect the man. I mean, clearly women are likely to more because they're smaller. And uh, that's, I mean, can you imagine what would happen if Nancy uh, put on a football uniform and played a game of football against a bunch of men? That's what we're looking at now when people drive cars. So, mm-hmm. Nancy, tell true, them about our special true. deal they're for lady callers. Uh, they're looking at the body mass index. They're uh, looking at your height, your, yeah. your weight, all of that. And uh, so, you know, four decades and women still are not uh, recognized in uh, you know all of those tests and children outrageous yes uh that telephone number is 877-960-9960 and ladies what do you think about those statistics that uh, article that came out in the uh, consumer report and uh, don't forget uh, 50 dollars for the first two uh and uh new first two new lady callers Give us a call and let us know your thoughts. Okay. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget, www.youranonymousfeedback.com. The lines are lit up. Uh, I'm going to interrupt myself and everyone else and go to uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Oh, very good. Good morning. Good morning, Greenville. Are you there? Good morning. This is Andreas. Andrea. Andrea, hey, how you doing? Hey, man. How are you guys? We're doing good. Great. What's good. happening in Greenville? Hey. Oh, not too much yet. It's still a little bit early, but um, I was thinking back on last week's show where you guys had talked about low tire pressure, spare tires, the fix-a-flat, and the little um, pumps to refill the uh, the tires, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of something that happened to me about 20 years ago. My friends and I, we wanted to go to a concert in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and no had, uh, a car big enough to take all of us at once, so we rented a vehicle, mm-hmm. and we drove down there, okay? Now, this was, of course, a time before GPS or smartphones, so the only way that I knew how to get where we needed to go was by printing out the MapQuest maps, yeah. okay? And, of course, from that knew where to go that was our destination but on the way in atlanta in this a huge city there was some construction and yeah you know, on this road i had oncoming traffic and i had to pull all the way over to the rock and they were doing construction on the curb mm-hmm. and i hit i hit the um the drain oh, with the front wheel and cut the wheel open and of course we lost all the air in the tire sure right so we quickly pulled over uh, on the side. We found a little space, and we decided, well, let's take a look in the trunk. Sure enough, there was a spare tire in there, and we decided, well, let's get going. Let's just go and put this tire on. I started taking the bad tire off while my brother was getting the spare tire out, and he immediately noticed that spare tire had zero air in it. Oh, no. Oh. None at all. Yeah, well, that's so, a lesson learned. Of course, we didn't want yeah, we didn't want to put it on because sure. I didn't want to drive on a flat tire. So, of course, we're in the middle of Atlanta, a yeah. city that's completely foreign to us. Wow. So my, his friends started simply with that spare tire walking down the street just to find a gas station. They didn't know whether they were going to run into one or not. They just started walking. Yeah. I stayed back in the car, and I 
continued taking that tire off, and they eventually came back. Yeah, and filled the tire, the tire with air. Filled up. Oh wow! Well, that's a, that's yeah, an experience you'll never forget. Back. Never forget. Yeah. That's right. So, absolutely. So now, I took, of course, the car back the next day after we were done with the concert. We got just in time. It, everything was perfect after that. And I told him, "What are you doing, sending me out of the car with 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 a spare tire?" Not having any air in it, where it's really not a spare tire at all. It's sure. dead weight in the back, right? Exactly. But ever since that day, I always made sure that I had a pump in my car, a compressor. Well, good for you, Andrea. That's a lesson learned for a lot of people. Uh, you started with a with a bad experience, and you probably got thousands of people right now thinking to themselves, "I'm going to check that uh, spare in my trunk and be sure that it's got air in it." Or if not, I want to be sure I have an inflator, uh, just in case I have a similar experience. So that's the reason we love you, callers. You you spread the word and educate people. You think of things we don't even think of, and I can't thank you enough for that call, Andrea. Yeah, and the really amazing part from the story is that my brother's friend took this story that I just told you, and he turned it into his essay that he turned in to, I believe he ended up going to Stanford as his, uh, uh, I guess, the, the writing portion you have to do to get into the college. Wow, that's a heck of a school. Yeah. That's, that, that's our <laughs> ordeal to, to, to overcome uh, a, a strange and foreign situation. So. Yeah. Well, that, that's, a, that's a great story. That's a great story. Amazing. Thank you so much. I hope you can call again. We love calls from out of state. We're in Florida and uh, Greenville, South Carolina. So uh, so happy to have you call us. And spread the word in Greenville. Uh, if there's anything, uh, uh, any of the folks there, their friends or neighbors or relatives uh, hear about us, tell them to tune in. Love to hear more from Greenville. Hey, Andres, are you watching on Absolutely. Facebook today? Uh, no, not at the moment. Uh have somewhere I have to be at this morning, but I figure I need to be the first one to give you guys a call. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Okay, if you talk to any ladies, tell them I'm giving out $50 for the first two new lady callers. Would love to hear from you in South Will Carolina. Do. Will do. Thanks so much, guys. Thank have you. a good one. Bye-bye. Thanks for the great advice. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We've got Howard, who has been holding. Thank you, Howard. Good morning. Hey, Howard. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, good, good morning. Uh, not, not so nice morning this morning, but no, a little drizzly. Over, over the north anytime. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing that uh, the caller spoke to you about uh, the spare tire. Yeah. Um, last time I spoke, I said, all you have to do is get a compressor. Uh, <laughs> they cost about $40 in Walmart. Put it in the back. Anytime your spare needs air, you use the compressor. Mm-hmm. You can use a pump. That'll take you about a half an hour to an hour before you uh, uh, you, you could fill up a tire with air. So yeah. I suggest a compressor. It goes into your cigarette lighter, and uh, no problem. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, it ought to be standard equipment on a car. I haven't seen a cigarette lighter in a car in a while, though. Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Power yeah. outlet, I think he meant. Okay. I have a question for Rick. Um, why is a tire, um, you have 15 inches, and then the rest of it is uh, metric. So in other words, uh, uh, the, the size of the tire goes by 15, 16, 18, 19. They're all inches. But the rest of the uh, measurements are metric. So uh, why, why do they do that? 
to confuse people. <laughs> well, yeah, I, and I, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. It's called government stupidity, and uh, they messed around with the metric system. What was it, thirty years ago? And they screwed everything up. And uh, you'd be surprised uh, the confusion. Uh, in the scientific world because of the way things are labeled. You know, Europe is different than the U.S., but the U.S. is is a mixture, and it's just government uh, uh, inconsistency and inefficiency, pure and simple. Well, here, here's the real quick breakdown. Uh, tire size is, the first number is usually three digits, and that's the millimeters, the width across the tread of the tire. Then the second number is usually two digits, and that's the ratio of the height of the tire compared to the width of the tire. So if we're not confused yet, we're going to get even worse. And then the third ratio, or the third number, which again two digits, is the inches of the diameter of the rim. Until you get into those nice big uh, mud tires that the guys put on their trucks on the four x four trucks, and then they said, "Well, let's just make it simple for those guys." And it's basically like if you have a, a 31, 10 and a half, 15, it's 31 inches across, 10 and a half inches tall, sidewall, and a 15 inch wheel. So for the, the mud tires, they made it nice and simple. For the rest of us, they said, we're just going to confuse the heck out of you. I love that. Arbitrary confusion. It is. It, it's great. It's just, they did it just because they could, I think. You still there, Aaron? Yeah, one yeah. of the points I'd like to make, uh, I have neighbors here in uh, my condo. Uh, some of them are from Quebec, others are from uh, uh, Toronto, and uh, I ask about dealer fees. And uh, the only uh, person that said that they charge dealer fees is the guy from Toronto. Interesting. But they said Quebec doesn't charge dealer fees. Have you had any experience with uh, Canadians about dealer fees? I, I haven't once. Oh, well, I know a Toyota dealer in Vancouver, mm -hmm. and um, they did not. They didn't have a dock fee in Vancouver. Interesting. So. Yeah. No, I, I'm, uh, I would love to hear some calls from uh, Canadians and especially uh, uh, Quebec. If uh, uh, what is the dealer fee situation of the USA? Uh, I think anybody probably close to the border might have them. It probably it might have something to do if you're competing for example uh, with USA dealers and because we have a common border uh, there's a lot of competition my guess is most of the Canadian car dealers that are near the border do have the dealer fee if you if you don't have a dealer fee take it from a dealer that doesn't have a dealer fee like me uh, one of our biggest challenges in being competitive with our competition out there is they can run the car and advertise it for 15 thousand dollars and uh they add a two thousand dollars in dealer fees when you try to buy it if i try to advertise my car uh for the real price uh i can't be competitive because people get tricked and the hidden fee gives a profit to the dealer so the canadian dealers are forced in my opinion probably those near the border of the usa to be competitive that's one of the insidious things about dealer fees it, even if you don't have the inclination to want to cheat the customer, you almost feel like you have to cheat the customer to be competitive. They're contagious. Yeah, contagious. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, what do you think, Thank Arne? you very much. Well, thanks okay, for the call. Thank Appreciate it. That's very interesting. Thank you. I did Google it, by the way. And in Canada, um, 
it's around three hundred dollars. So they do have documentation, hidden dealer fees up there. Um, so the guy I knew in Vancouver was just a good guy like us. Yeah, I yeah. thought he wasn't paying a dealer fee, but he he was. No, no. The, 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 I met a guy on a trip a long time ago oh, from okay. Vancouver, and um, he was dealer fee free. We got some callers holding yeah, we here. Do. I think we've had a few uh, people uh, callers from Canada. Uh, we're going to go, um, um, ladies. Uh, just you can hang on. We'll try to get to everyone. We're going to go to Tina right now. Good morning, Tina. Hi, how are you guys doing this morning? Good. We're doing real good. Better than good. Did you have a safe and happy holiday? Uh, yeah, we did, as a matter of fact. How about you? Yeah, nice and quiet. Well, good. That's um, a... I wanted to... Quiet's Usually good. I talk about more serious uh, subjects, but I wanted to talk about first loves. We all have a first love. Um, and my first love was a 1995 Miata with five speed and a modified suspension. I thought you were talking about boys. I tried to, I, yeah, I, I just, I just love that car. And now there's a dentist or a tire dentist in Pennsylvania that has that car and he has it as a classic car and he loves it just as much as I did. So I'm wondering, um, y'all, what were your what were your first loves as far as a car went? My first love was Gretchen Sinney, as far as women went, and uh, she was the most beautiful <laughs> eight year old I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But Where I, is that? Just uh, a clarification: where, I was eight years old at the same time. Yeah, but, yeah. Where's that dump button? I can't uh, see the. My first love. That dump my first love, uh, <laughs> Tina, was a was a uh, in cars was a judge. It was the it was a uh, Pontiac GTO. And it had four on the floor. It was carousel orange, four on the floor, three two-barrel carburetors. And, boy, that thing went hum and roar. And uh, I love that car. <laughs> I fell in love with Julie Deeskin in first grade. <laughs> I don't think I've ever loved a car, though. <laughs> you see where the show's going, Tina? <laughs> okay. So oh, I didn't mean for it to go there. And, by the way, uh, you got... Okay, Tina, mine, uh, even if you're not interested, uh, mine uh, was the, uh, which is a really delicate subject. Oh, we're going to hear him. And uh, did you hear what he just said? The Barracuda. I'm going to move over there and knock him off the chair. This is Barracuda. My my beautiful blue Barracuda. Oh, boy. Okay, Rick, what about you? You go. You go, girl. Uh, I think it'd have to be my old Yamaha Virago motorcycle. Uh-huh. I put I put 60,000 miles on that bike in 10 years. Uh-huh. And once you got over your first love, Stu, what were you uh I've never loved a car. Never. Well, I've liked cars. Okay, there you have I've it. I've enjoyed cars. <laughs> I'm but I'm not a car guy, which is really weird because we're on Earl on cars, but <laughs> I'm just not a car guy. Being well, honest. Well, I practically lived out of my Barracuda because I had three kids. We'd go to the drive-in yeah. back in those days and you did a lot of things. Okay, Dana, what, okay, what else Gina, is on your mind? I think I think Earl okay, just cu- well, I think Earl just cut me off. <laughs> He's jealous of your. Barricade. Well, we got a bunch of callers <laughs> holding, and I yeah, want uh-huh. to be sure yeah, we. Hey, got hey, Tina, this is so. this is going to be uh, 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 a different type of show this after this morning. You know why? It's our last show for 2019. And uh, we're going to oh, get yeah. we're going to get crazy right here in the uh, studio, and all the craziness might come from the crazy girl. Okay, go ahead, Tina. <laughs> Okay, and on a more serious note, um, everybody needs to get onto nhtsa.gov, and they need to check for recalls on their tires, and also for parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, or loved ones that have children in their lives, they need to get on nhtsa.gov to check car seat recalls. That's a great New Year's resolution for everybody. Absolutely. Just check your VIN. If you can do one thing on January 1st, we'll do it today. 
That's great, Tina. It really is because there's a a a great article in the Consumer Report about these car seats. Thank you for mentioning that. No problem. And and uh, I believe it was last week that. uh, Rick mentioned the fact that uh, there was a, a car, Rick, uh, that was in an accident, and you said, you know, uh, <laughs> replace that car seat. Yeah, uh, I, I wouldn't trust a car seat that had been in even one accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're strapping a, ch- a baby or a child into that seat. Replace it, folks. Air on the side of caution. Okay. I'll Thank see. you, Tina. Thanks a lot, Tina. Happy New Year. We uh, look forward to hearing from you in 2020. You're an important part of the show. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And now we are going to go to uh, a young lady that's been waiting uh, from West Palm Beach and been very patient, Peg. Good morning, Peg. You there, Peggy? Hi, good morning. Hi, good morning. good morning. Are you a first-time Sorry. caller? No. I okay. Welcome back. Thank you. So, I don't know if this is a question, but my thoughts on it, um, on the tire, if you had talked about it last week, I missed it. But I had uh, an unfortunate experience driving to work last week, and I got a flat tire, and I have a new car, well, 2016 Infiniti hmm. sedan, the q Uh, the Q50, and I got a warning that my tire was low on air, and I thought, all right, I'll put some air in and end the way home from work, and it went flat. Well, I pulled over, um, called AAA, and roadside assistance pulled up and said, I can have you on your way in five minutes. Hmm. Open up your trunk. I don't have a spare tire. There's no spare tire, so I had to have my car towed to the mechanic. This could have been really dangerous. Had I been in an area that really wasn't safe, it wasn't sure. great that I was on I-95, what is the reasoning? I, I'm surprised because usually there's some sort of a, they didn't even have a uh, donut or a inflator no. or a, a not, not, is this, your trunk was empty and you bought that Infinity new and uh, as far as I you know. I bought it in 2016, so it was 2,000 years old when I bought it. I mean, yeah. two years old, sorry. Um, but... There's not even a well of space for a tire. If I were to decide to put one in there, I would have to have it just free-floating. Yeah, I think somebody probably removed it. Uh, I think there is some sort, correct me if I'm wrong, some sort of uh, spare you, device. You, yeah, there's usually an alternative. There's not a yeah. spare. A lot of, I mean, we talked about this, a lot of them don't include yeah. spare tires, but there's a fix-a-flat or something, some sort of there alternative. There's nothing. Yeah. Just yeah. flat. Oh, wow. Even the roadside assistant said, there is no there space for you to put a tire. Oh, that's horrible. I called my mechanic, and he said it's because of fuel efficiency yes. that they have decided to do away with it. I yeah. think. But even the roadside assistance man said, he goes, I've never seen this before. Sure. Well, um, There's not yeah. even a space. You need to uh, address that. And I, I'm, unfortunately, you have to buy uh, a, a spare of some kind, and you can use... Uh, the, you could also use the uh, uh, compressor idea that we had a caller earlier in the show, Howard, that says he always carries a compressor. You can buy them at Walmart for 50 or 60 bucks, uh, or you can get a donut kind of a spare, uh, something. Or just, you know, you say you can't fit a spare at all in there, but you should have something that would get you in an emergency. Rick has a point. 
The only other real option is a lot of cars now come with run-flat tires. Uh, the I biggest drawback. Them, but they're almost twice as much. Yeah. Right, and and the biggest drawback to them not only the the price of them, but if you do get a puncture in those tires, they have to be replaced. They cannot be repaired. Hmm. So uh, it's not a great yeah. option, really, in my opinion. I I prefer a spare tire on a vehicle, but it just unfortunately the manufacturers are going this way. So when you're looking at new cars, folks automatically ask them hey does this thing have a spare tire look the car over really you know crawl everywhere in that car and make sure you know what you're getting into when you purchase that car thanks for sharing that with us peg i appreciate it. i'm sorry it happened but uh, your story will get a lot of people to be alerted to that fact check the trunk of your car and uh, be sure you yeah. have something that'll get you out of an emergency could have could have been a lot more serious than it was and you were fortunate but uh thanks very much for the call peg yeah thank you for sharing okay. that story with us it'll bring a lot of attention to uh you know so some of us that have not even taken a look but took for granted that tire uh, spare tire is in the trunk ladies and gentlemen take advantage of www.youranonymousfeedback.com we'd love to hear from you and you do remain anonymous we got a mystery shopping report coming up and all kinds of good stuff so stay with us we're going to go to dave in west palm beach good morning dave good morning what can we do for you this morning First of all, my wife's first love and every love since, and you got to keep in mind that we've been married 50 years, wow. has been has been every Toyota Celica GT she ever owned. <laughs> she loves she loves them more than me. <laughs> <laughs> we have something in common. That's uh, yeah, that, that's quite a car. That. I drove that for yeah. a long time. I love the Celica. And you love them more oh, than Dave. She just loves them. Listen, um. We're talking talking a lot last couple of weeks about spare tires and uh, flat tires. And I remember back in the 70s when I lived in Southern California, and I used to help out an off-road pit crew for the Baja 1000, Baja 500 off-road races in wow, Mexico. exciting. And, yeah, and uh, we would carry tires, fuel, parts, you know, throw them in the back of the truck and just drag down there and, and, and just help out. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the pit crew, uh, the real pit crew, tell us that uh, was down there, w- used some gizmachi on his air conditioning compressor to fill tires. I'm in there. And, yeah, and I don't, I, I, it always surprised me, it still surprises me that you could make something that would work like that but it kind of made sense you know it's a compressor um yeah. and did a rather quick job of it too um i wouldn't imagine it would probably be really safe well maybe we'll, we'll google that and maybe there is you know every time i hear something like that i go to amazon or i go to google and i usually find out that somebody came up with this i just didn't know about it i bet there is something like that you googlers get to work yeah. And it had something, I think, to do with him installing some kind of like a Schrader valve or something that yeah. he would had had his little special hose yeah. 
Rick, Rick it, has got a skeptical look on his face. Yeah, he's great. But we can't ask Rick because it'll he's, it'll get too scientific. It's a, it's he's grimacing. Oh, yeah. I, I think we should uh, hear from Rick. <laughs> no, we haven't got time. He is a. Okay, we'll guys, nice to have you back on iHeartRadio. We lost you there for a couple of weeks. Well, thanks, Dave. And, thanks uh, very much. I appreciate it. Spread the word. And I'm, I didn't even know we were off iHeart, but if we're back on iHeart, thank you very much. And we look forward to hearing from you again. I love I love guys like you that have been around for a while. And I, I would have got anything to have uh, been out there with you when you were when you were uh, helping the pit crews out at the Baja. That is that To me, that's excitement that's right cool. there. Oh, yeah, they were great adventures. We had a blast. Call again, and please. we were just kids. You know, we were, yeah. we were in high school. Yeah. <laughs> we were just kids. How exciting. Great. All right, thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. You know, on, on Christmas Eve, my brother-in-law said, uh, you know, they ought to come up with edible wrapping paper for dogs so you can give your dogs. I'm like, that's genius. And then we Googled it, and apparently it, it, it exists. <laughs> Everything's been taken. Yeah, can I ask Rick a question? Um, I, with the caller before, on the on the uh, run flat tires, so I got a, a pair of expensive run flat tires, and I and I get a nail in it, and I got a nail, in it and and the tire doesn't go flat because it's a run flat tire. Now, uh, why why would I want to fix the hole because it's it's got a nail in it, uh, and it won't go flat? Why do I want to fix it? Ah, but the tire does go flat. Ooh, the I difference is that the the sidewall of the tire. Is such a thick, heavy-duty rubber that the tire will retain its shape, and you can safely drive on that tire for up to 50 miles and up to 50 miles per hour. However, at that point, that tire is going to start breaking down and falling apart, and you've got to do it. But even one puncture in that tire, even if you happen to spot it before that tire even loses air... It cannot be repaired. That's why they call it run flat, not, not go flat tires. Yeah, it's, it's right. not a not go no flat. flat, it's a run flat. Exactly. Yep. Oh. See? Oh. Very interesting. Okay, so I learned from the show, I learned from Rick, I learned from everything. So you got we any do. more callers holding? We do. Good. All right. Let's go. Let's hear them. Are Bring you, them on. Are you, are you uh, in suspense? Are you... I am. <laughs> I hear suspenseful music playing in my head right now. Thank you. Thank you, Stu. Hi, John. How you doing? Welcome. Happy New Year. Good morning. Good morning, John. This is John. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. <laughs> happy Nancy holidays, John. Line. Anybody that's missing on the Consumer Reports to the latest February 20th to 2019 issue, it's unbelievable the information. And people will really get scared that are buying the EV, the electric vehicle. They break down by this specifically six states that sock it to you on a registration. I'll just mention them fast. Arizona, Missouri, Texas, Arkansas, Wyoming, and Minnesota. Mm. Well, all and those there's states are 19 terrible. more proposed with fees that are on unbelievable because they're missing out on the gas tax in those states. Great article on it. want to mention that. Also want to mention things in this issue, on every issue, like, for instance, which I was shocked, which my friend has, a Ford Escape. They're talking about the new one. I didn't know it's a three-cylinder, but they're talking. They give the ratings and the um, scores and specifically a vibration that's in them, brand-new cars, uh, coasting and uh, low speeds. Mm. And like a better car than that, a fabulous rating would be the Subaru Outback. 
Mm-hmm. But I just want to say this Consumer Reports, if anybody doesn't get it or read it, you can go to the library, yeah. uh, Barnes & Nobles, or get it a mail prescription. Some people probably didn't get the new one now with the Christmas mail. Mm-hmm. But this is a must. It's mentioned many times with used cars, news cars, <clears throat> on this show. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell people that they it's a must-reading. I also want to say for the New Year's, I want to congratulate Earl, Nancy, and the crew for the wonderful, wonderful show, the education that they give the public. No other station anywhere like it. Giving up their time, the only time you won't hear is when they get a vacation or they go into a convention. And also, not only to you and, and the work that you do, but the radio station that handles you and even a publication like the Hometown News, yes. which last week had that great letter mm-hmm. to the legislature. Mm-hmm. So thank God for these people that do handle <coughs> your uh, shows and your information. And uh, congratulations for the New Year's. And I hope it continues for a long time. Well, thank, uh, thank, yeah, thank God you. for you, too, and callers like you, John. You're uh, arguably our, I think you definitely are, our oldest and longest, most loyal caller. And uh, the show wouldn't be what it is today without you and a lot of folks like you that have stuck with us through thick and thin. You even stuck with us after we got fired from the original station, and then you waited a year until we came back when they got a new owner, and we got hired back. So thanks, John, and Happy New Year to you. I'm touched by your words. Thank you. It took me a long time to find you. I remember. Keep on going with the great work that you do and giving up your time to educate the public. You're the greatest. You're the greatest. they got to be nervous beyond belief when they're waiting for your shopping report. (laughs) Happy New Year, John. God bless. Same to you guys. Thank you. Uh, Jonathan is on, was on his knees. I think he's proposing to me. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> he saw an opening after the little spat you had over the, over the barricade. 20,000 people out there wondering, who is Jonathan? <laughs> anyway, that's okay. That's okay. It's a radio show. Yeah. Folks, right now we're having a little technical difficulties on our internet side. Um, apparently the weather here has uh, knocked the Put internet down just for a moment. Things. So right now YouTube is <laughs> offline for us. But we're working on it. Facebook is working though. Let me check. Nope. Facebook not working either. It was up until about until Rick said something and then. Well, I better give the text number out again because we lost uh, two forms of communication. Text number for you uh, YouTubers and Facebookers. Well, now we're almost there. It's intermittent. Yeah. I'll give the text number out anyway. Seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. That's seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Please text us. We love text. And don't forget also, we have the anonymous feedback, uh, which a remarkable number of people use, uh, even those who don't, I think, have to, but they just like it. There's something about some people like anonymity. And uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. Nobody knows who you are, uh, whoever it may be. We could get calls, um, emails uh, from anybody. Your anonymousfeedback.com and say anything you want. We get it immediately and we'll answer it. And you can say anything. We we read everything unless it's, you know... Profane. Profane. Uh, or too controversial. Yeah, or yeah, violent. But, but usually we'll, we'll redact the no, worst we'll parts. No, we'll read the violence. Huh? No. We'll read the violence. We, 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 we sanitize it for the airwaves and yeah. we... We uh, adhere to FCC regulations, but uh, we get the message to you. Yeah, sure. you yeah, ready we do for have one? A yes, let's button. do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just want to thank all of you for joining us uh, each and every Saturday morning. And gosh, uh, so far this morning, 
So much information you've all shared with us. It's just amazing. I want to bring to the attention uh, our uh, viewers, uh, listeners, uh, that consumer report that John, uh, that, uh, John uh, mentioned from Palm City. Gosh, I'll tell you what, if you get a chance, pick it up or go to the Internet, pull it up go to the library, whatever. It has a lot of great information. And uh, Peg and Dave, everyone that has called this morning, Tina, thank you so much uh, for all the information. And let me remind you, ladies, first two new lady callers, I'd like to hear from you. I have $50 for you. And uh, I had put a question out earlier uh, from the Consumer Report. How do you feel about the um, uh, about making cars uh, safer for women? 877-960-9960, or you can text us, 772-497-6530. I think we're going to go to Stu, Hi. who has a, hey. I'm, I'm filling up the page <laughs> with my little text hash marks. Uh, we did get a text from somebody just a second ago said that we are live on iHeartRadio still. So Great. it's not a streaming. I think it's an internal problem here. He had to reboot this PC. Oh. So we'll be streaming the video pretty soon. Okay. So we're, no problem there. All right. So I'll go to youranonymousfeedback.com uh, first. Uh, and this is referencing to a conversation we had last Saturday. It says, hello, Toyota people. I just want to ask how many Toyotas in that blue flame color you've sold year to date, and please tell me Rick is not driving a blue flame colored truck. Sorry, not sorry. Puke emoji. Hmm. Um, Rick, uh, in fairness to Rick, it's not a blue flame. It's more of a navy. My truck is nautical blue, nautical, which is the dark blue. Yeah, okay. blue is not a popular color. Yeah. And uh, if you're going to buy a truck or a car and you keep it for a long time, uh, no big deal. If you want to trade it every three, four, five years, you're going to get hit on the depreciation. People like white cars and black cars and uh, beige cars. Purple. And, and uh, you know, uh, it's it's a color that can affect the resale yeah. value. And yeah. Rick's got a great-looking truck, and it is meticulous. Thank you. And the color is great. But to answer You're the welcome. question of the anonymous feedback uh, submitter, uh-huh. uh, we uh, we sell about at our at our dealership about five percent of all our sales is, is blue, and we do have reports that tell us so. It is uh, the least popular color, and I think that's probably in line nationally with car sales. Yeah. So ninety five percent of all vehicles sold are not blue. <laughs> if that gives you an idea. Oh. Um, moving I on. I like blue. Huh? I like blue. I, I like got, blue. I've gotten arguments with appraisers because they. <laughs> devalued it because of blue and i'm like but it looks good so uh, looks good to you yeah i like blue cars um text came in from george says why is the 2020 prius prime not readily available in florida and not included in toyota-thon pricing discounts like it is in the northeast and western states <laughs> well it's demand and also production i mean i can tell you this that we have uh in the last 90 days have sold three uh not to get too technical um the southeast region has a uh a 30-day supply of these things. I'm sorry, a 15-day supply. That means they have enough. There's just not a whole lot of them, and no, nobody wants them. <laughs> well, everything is profit generated by the manufacturers and the dealers, and oftentimes dealers or manufacturers will come out with a car that uh, is interesting, exciting, maybe good for advertising, but a whole lot of people don't buy them. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, uh, Chevrolet Corvette. Uh, it's a image car, and we had the... Uh, 
uh, you know, Toyota Supra, uh, which uh, was an image car. Don't sell very many of them. Dealers overcharged for them, and now the price has dropped on that car. So everything is profit generated. When you want to know why a car is not available, it's because enough people didn't buy it, and they reduced their production. Yeah, if they're not having a problem selling them, they're selling everyone they get, they're not going to put any, yeah. any incentives on it. Um, this was from Rigo. It's a, a text that came in. Rigo says, we got an out-the-door price on the phone from a local Toyota dealer. They were the only ones who did this, by the way. We held them to this price once we arrived, and they gave it to us. No hassle except for a typo that we caught on the paper. Sneaky, sneaky. To their defense, it was confusing to see a zero put right on top of a six. They won our business. We got the best deal out of the greater Houston area, $1,000 less than the next lowest price, and we've been trying for days. Um, emailing is a fantastic way to buy a car, and we must have shopped 12 dealers or so. so I would love to hear the name of that dealer because I'd like to applaud the dealer in Houston. So if the texter is listening or someone who knows the texter is li- listening, we would love to uh, uh, salute him. And also double-check because um, you say he gave you an out-the-door price. It would be interesting to see what the price was and uh, uh, look and see if there were any, any hidden fees added on top of the price. I don't mean to sound cynical, but I am cynical about car dealers but if this is a pure case of a uh, out the door price being given over the phone and you buying the car at the out the door price with no hidden fees or dealer installed accessories added we would love to brag about this dealer and steer the folks in texas to buy more cars from that dealer that's right i know two dealers in the houston area there's don mcgill has two toyota stores and then there's in baytown there's a community toyota so i bet you it's one of those three there's probably a whole bunch of dealers in the Houston area. So, Yeah, but those guys are good guys. So yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, this is anonymous feedback. This question is for Earl. Are you still friends with Craig Zinn after you mystery shopped his dealership? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm friends with him. I don't know if he's friends with me. Craig and I were never you know, uh, real tight. We just knew each other, and we like to talk to each other. He's an interesting guy, very successful. Um, very flamboyant um, and got a great smile and uh, got some know, great pants yeah great pants he, he's a real snazzy dresser and uh, uh, I don't think uh, I I think probably we are still friends but there has been no communication right. you know when you get to be a big really big dealer and you've got a lot of uh, uh, dealerships uh, oftentimes these dealers have managers that run the stores and they rarely uh, go into the dealerships and they're really not involved. That's one of the problems with the car business today is a large dealership changed in groups owned by one person or maybe one public company. Uh, they don't have the hands-on and uh, things happen in their dealership they don't know about. So uh, for all I know, Craig's in never heard about what we said on the mystery shopping report. I didn't make it a point to call him. No. Maybe I should. He might be grateful for pointing out a um, yeah. Yeah, little problem in the store. Uh, this is, continues here as a question for Mrs. Stewart. That's you. Are you afraid Craig Zen or any other dealer might Arkanside Earl? And I, I, somebody Google that for me. A-R-K-A-N-C-I-D-E. Arkanside Earl? My Arkanside Earl. For all his mystery shopping and car buying tips he's revealing. Really like the show. Well, thank you. Spell Are that you one more time. Arkanside? A-R-K-A-N-C-I-D-E. Uh, I <clears throat> I don't think uh, fear comes into uh, place uh, for me when I think of uh, the recovering car dealer. Uh, he has uh, <coughs> walked uh, through a, uh, a minefield 
uh, on his journey uh, and uh, his quest to, uh, well, change the way car dealers, the automotive industry does business. And uh, no, there is uh, no fear. And uh, uh, last time I was afraid, I think I was in Sister Bertrand's office and she was holding (laughs) a very large stick. I can see where this is going. that would do a great if uh, I were assa- uh, no if don't. I if I were assassinated, <laughs> just think of what it would do for the ratings for this show. Think about You'd it. You'd be martyred. We'd be syndicated. We'd be national, international. We'd probably be on television. They would have a movie. Yeah, it you, would be great. Uh, you could be yeah. you could and, be closer to and, that than you and Rick, realize. And Rick uh, and this Sue morning. and Nancy would carry the show on. Nancy's so, only afraid if a nun comes after you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right, the next one. Uh, we'll good morning. We'll get back to that definition of that <laughs> 75-cent word in a minute. Well, I'd like to say that Nancy is fearless, so uh, I think I could summarize your answer. No, you're not afraid of nothing. Okay. Uh, good morning, Earl. I thought I heard something pretty interesting on your show last week when you mentioned the car buying program from Costco. Did I hear you say that you would sell a car to a buyer using Costco's program cheaper than the sale of any regular car sale you had made previously? If so, it would seem that people should use the Costco car buying program if they intended on buying a new car from your dealership why would anyone not use the car buying program if it's guaranteed or at least at your dealership to be the lowest price possible well i say you know that is a question i have got people at my dealership now listening to this show that are trembling uh, because uh, sometimes the truth hurts and the truth is that we don't like to sell cars to people on the costco nope. program um, in terms of our business sense. Remember, I'm a consumer advocate. Stu's a consumer advocate. Nancy and Rick, we're doing here what we do to help you buy vehicles. But we're also, and this is the transparency, and this is a, you know, a kind of a contradiction, we also sell cars. And when we sell cars, we make money. Uh, we try to price our cars to make a profit. And we have found that with the Costco program, uh, because we post our lowest price on all of our cars now out the door, Costco says you must sell it for less. And we do because we have to abide by the Costco auto buying program. And we feel sometimes when we're selling cars at the Costco price, we're actually losing, losing. money from a net profit standpoint. I don't want to get technical on you, but uh, you know, there's, some, there's something called gross profit. But when you take into account all the other profits uh, that you or the expenses you have, it reduces it to a uh, a loss. So uh, we couldn't sustain that. We couldn't sustain it. And so, if you hold the dealer to the letter of the law on the Costco buying program, it is a great deal for you, and it is a bad deal for the dealer. And um, yes, we the simple answer to the question: Yes, we do sell Costco members for less than our one low price. Okay, we got a text from Robbie says, good morning. I have recently received emails from a BMW and Mercedes dealer saying, great news. We want to buy your car, and we are now paying the amount Kelly Blue Book offers. So look up your car, and you will know what we are willing to offer. Even if you don't buy another car, is this just another way to get you in the dealership? And that's from Robbie and Stewart. Scam is a way to get you in the dealership. They don't really want your car. They might want your car, but that's not the reason they sent the letter out. They send the letter out to everybody, right. and they got, they want you to come in because uh, you could believe you get a great deal on the car, and then they try to sell you another car. Or if they have to buy your car, they'll try to, what we say in the trade, steal it, yep. buy it for less than it's really worth. It's a scam. It's a numbers game. They'll send out 100,000 emails. 12% of the people will open them. Half of them will read it. Half of those will actually call, and half of those will show up, and they'll sell 20 cars. 
Yeah, all solicitations like email, direct mail, are a numbers game. And it makes me think of Nigeria because I get, there's a lot of Nigerians that have my email address. And You're very and, popular. And I, I've had 150 <laughs> uncles that have died and left me all their money. And I'm supposed to send them $20,000 or wire $20,000 in good faith. And then they'll give me my $20 million that my uncle in Nigeria uh, when he died. Well, I heard that they stream our show in, in Lagos, Nigeria. Yeah. And the thing is that if they send out a million of those, I'm one of the million, and there's some poor slob that believes his uncle died in Nigeria, and that's how they make their money. And half that's 1%. What, exactly. Car dealers make their money the same way. As Stu said, they'll send out 10,000, and if they get a 2% return, what's that, 200? Yeah. And if they have a closing ratio of one out of four, then that's 50 cars they'll sell yeah. because of the scam, because 50 people are suckers and fell for it, and that's the name of the game. It's a long way of telling you, Robbie, delete the email and add them to your spam uh, list. Exactly. I love getting the phone calls. I find it so exciting yeah. to have a conversation. <laughs> Nancy, Nancy, taunts, a Nancy taunts the callers for hours. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, uh, this is on your anonymous feedback. Earl, if you'd like to have a guest on the show uh, to bring meaningful content, then I'd like to nominate Steve Leto. That's Steve, L-E-H-T-O. He has radio experience, is a consumer advocate, makes lots of consumer-oriented videos, and is a lawyer who you'll appreciate. He's easy to find on the web and has many avenues to get in touch with him. He's a great guy. It would make an excellent guest and participant on your show. As an alternate, you should have old-school dealer educator Steve Richards on the show. He'd, he'd, he'd show you the bad and ugly side of, and general distaste for the car buying experience. Signed, not Steve Leto. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, yeah, let's contact uh, those Steve Leto. people. I think, I think they're out of state. I've heard the name before. This particular advocate of Steve Leto, I think, has called us before. And there's no reason why. I, I'd like to have somebody in the studio, but a call-in guest would be good. Yeah, we can do that. And uh, let's check it out. I, we should have, um, and this applies not just to attorneys, consumer advocate attorneys, but also to um, um, legislators. And, and I'd love to have the attorney general uh, of the state of Florida or the governor or a senator or, or a representative or you know, even some local authorities We'd like to have some government and, and attorneys, advocates, uh, anybody, I mean, that is advocates for buying cars without being ripped off. Love to have you call in, and uh, we could give you 15 minutes on the show yeah, once we screen you, and, and we'll screen these two recommendations. Yeah, absolutely. I think that should be our New Year's resolution for sure. 2020. Sure. I agree. You got anything, Nancy? Not yet. Okay. I got more text. <laughs> I know, wait, let's, let's, let's go over to Rick. Yeah, Rick. I got a couple here from YouTube. Uh Ernesto is asking, what is the yearly average for miles that people drive anymore? It always used to be 12,000 miles. Is that still the same? It's 12 or 15. I always say 15,000 yeah. um, miles. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, most, a lot of leases you see are uh, allocated only 10,000 miles. That's the reason we alert yeah. people to be careful. The ones that we're familiar with, um, with Toyota, they consider 12,000 miles a low-mileage lease and 15,000 standard miles. Yeah. And Ashley James is asking, how does Lexus award dealers? Can Earl get a Lexus award? Um, boy, I tell you what, I, I, I'm going to get myself in trouble again. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> a Lexus dealership, uh, the old expression would be, is like a license to steal. That's not a very good uh, analogy. 
but uh, Lexus dealerships are uh, almost priceless, and there are very few of them. There's only like what? How many Lexus dealers do? 300, 500? I don't know. There's like uh, thirteen or 1,400 Toyota dealers. Yeah, and like, Maybe 300. Yeah, less yeah. than a third of that. And so a Lexus uh, dealer is extremely profitable. They typically make you know, uh, probably a million dollars a month uh, or close to it. And uh, they're awarded with a lot of politics. I'm just telling you like it is. I got a lot of Toyota executives out there that clutched their chest, slumped over on their desk when I said that. But uh, uh, politics is everywhere. It's in commerce. It's in government, obviously. And uh, to get a, a, a Lexus dealership, uh, you have to have a lot of pull, a lot of friends, and, power, power. and Toyota has to owe you something. You know, it's uh, and that's not to say they won't pick a good dealer. They want to have good Lexus dealers, but just being uh, just being a good dealer uh, for the consumer is not going to get you a Lexus dealership. And they're free, by the way. When you get a new Lexus dealership, uh, there is no car dealers called Blue Sky. I know I'm getting too technical here, but uh, if Toyota awards uh, me a Lexus dealership. Uh, all it costs me is what it costs to buy the land and build the building and buy the equipment. Uh, if I were to buy that same Lexus dealership that existed, I would probably have to pay an additional $100 million on top of the cost of the land, building, and equipment. So uh, an open point for a Lexus dealership is like a gift from Toyota for about $100 million. Wow. And, and, Merry Christmas. And, and they just don't come unless you uh, have friends. Exactly. That's the way it goes. In or, if, or if they're not mad at you. Yeah, well, if they're they, mad they can't be mad. Forget about yeah. it. <laughs> if you, that's if the you, answer. To, that's you, the answer to the question. <laughs> if you they're say mad things, at all. if you say things like this on the air, uh, and everybody knows it, uh, they ain't uh, yeah. meaning Earl ain't gonna get. Yeah, the, we had moved like up to like number ten on the list. They just knocked us back down to a hundred. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Dad. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, they're not mad at you. I, they're mad at me. That's I right. think you just proved uh, the theory uh, that the. Texter was trying to point out earlier. Uh, he was, I believe, alluding to fear. And you can hear right now, ladies and gentlemen, there's no fear in that man. Yeah. Unless I'm coming after him. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a call toll free at 877 960 9960, or you can text us 772 497 6530. Don't forget, ladies, two new lady callers, $50. Stu? Yes, Sister Nancy. <laughs> Anonymous feedback. Hello, love the show. I've cur- I currently have a 09 Kia Optima. I want to buy a Toyota Highlander soon. I'm going to buy it in cash so I don't have a car payment. Uh, reason is, a while back, I went through the experience of being laid off and having a car payment. Are the latest auto or the latest sa- safety features worth me saving up for a new 2020 Highlander, or am I better off buying a 2018 or 2019? Thank you. Um, We've been talking about the all the new safety features that come out on the cars these days, but, but I can tell you that on the 2018 and 2019 Highlander, uh, they got pretty much everything you can get. I mean, there are there might be some additional things on the 2020, but if you get a 2018, um, the backup camera, all the airbags, the lane departure assist, the rear cross, all that stuff is available on most of those models. So I think you could save some money and, and get a used one. Yeah. and. Um I've got a, in the Florida Weekly, current Florida Weekly, uh, the blog I wrote is entitled, Get the Lowest Price on Any New Toyota 
from any Toyota dealer. He's talking about a used Toyota, I believe. A used Highlander or a new well, one? Uh, new Ori is the question. Was, yeah, yeah. But uh, this is in the current uh, issue of Florida Weekly. And this is uh, to uh, empower those anywhere in the United States that wants to buy a Toyota. Because we, as far as I know, uh, until I heard this uh, feedback from the Houston person that there was somebody else quoting out-the-door prices, as far as I know, we were the only one. So you can, if you want to buy a Toyota and you live in a Paducah, Kentucky, uh, you can go to uh, the blog, EarlOnCars.com, and it says, uh, get the lowest price on any new Toyota from any Toyota dealer, and you can get an out-the-door price from the Toyota of your choice. Take it to your local Toyota dealer and say, uh, this Toyota dealer will sell me the car out-the-door, meaning I can write them a check for this amount of money, and there won't be anything even tax and tax included, added, if you can do the same for me or beat it, I'll buy the car from you. So all you folks out there, was it 15% of the people buy Toyotas? So 15% of the United States will buy Toyotas. Uh, See what the lowest price is that uh, I'll sell you one for. if you're outside the southeast region, they're going to be at our price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I say that in the blog. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. You you need to add about a thousand dollars outside of the southeast United States, meaning Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Alabama, and uh, if you're in the rest of the USA, um, there is a a lower price because Southeast Toyota Distributors adds about a thousand dollars to the cost of the cars that the other dealers don't have in other parts of the United States. So uh, help the Toyota dealers out. Uh, help the buyers of, from other Toyota dealers out. Just get the lowest price and have them match it. You know, you th- in Florida, with the um, how high the hidden dealer fees are um, and the Southeast Toyota add-on fee, Still it's, it's got to be, no, be the highest priced Toyota in, uh, in the country. Yeah. I'd guess. I don't know. Um, we have a question. This is a Rick question. Uh, what's going on with Toyota door locks? I had one fail, and then I went online, and they're going bad everywhere, and they're super expensive. Well, Toyota's going to probably put an Arcaside order out on me, but I, they're, they're crap. <laughs> Toyota door lock actuators, the power door locks. Are we allowed to say that word on the air? Uh, <laughs> Well, the FBI hasn't broke the door in yet, so I think we might be good. Um, they're, they're, they're failing all over the place, and we're constantly replacing door lock actuators on just about every model that Toyota makes with power door locks. Is there a technical bullet on that, Rick? There's not really even a TSB on them. Uh-huh. They're just, and I keep sending in dealer product reports every time we get one. You do. And we have a ton of customers that we are doing goodwill repairs, replacing those door lock actuators, even when they're out of warranty. And here's actually, this is what some of the uh, technical experts, when we call the the tech line assist program, uh, they tell us, oh, well, customers are using those air fresheners that have the liquid in them. And Mm -hmm. those have a little bit of silicone in it, or they're using silicone spray on the the rubber around the window mm-hmm. and that silicone is getting in and killing the door lock actuators mm-hmm. oh. and my answer is boy that sounds yeah. like a whole lot of what i used to shovel when i lived on my uncle's ranch yeah. well i didn't oh know God. about this i learned i didn't even know in my own dealership that we had a chronic problem with uh, door locks yep. is this on all models or on all years 
just about any car with power door locks, we've been replacing actuators. As a matter of fact, my own truck, I just had to buy one just the other day. I had to order one up. I've got to install it on one of my back doors on my pickup. And these things are not cheap. Retail price, close to $400 each. Why couldn't we get you a goodwill on your truck? Well, I just haven't yeah. asked for it yet. I'm, yeah. I'm, because I'm Toy's mad at him because he keeps saying things like this. Yeah, well, but heads, is uh, it for Rick? No. There should be a recall on these things to replace them, but they well, need to we'll figure out what's going on. We'll, we'll definitely pursue that. And to all you folks out there who have a door lock problem, love to hear from you. And uh, the thing you need to remember is that Toyota knows it's a problem because they're offering goodwill. Goodwill is like extending the warranty when you know you got a product problem uh, and you don't want to recall it. Uh, they will extend goodwill because it, uh, it soothes their uh, guilty conscience because they know they're wrong about it. So folks out there with Toyota door lock problems, heads up, take it to the dealer uh, and tell them that you want it fixed under goodwill. And if it doesn't happen, uh, you should raise some hell and call Toyota, say, I know you got a door lock problem and you should fix it and not charge me. Right. Very or, good. Or face Arcaside. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is from Bobo. Uh, quick question. Shouldn't paint blending be covered under manufacturer's warranty? I have an FF door paint, which is a front fender, folks. Actually, just a front fender. I have mm -hmm. a front fender door repaint, manufacturer defect, and shop. the shop told me I need to blend the nearby undamaged um, paint front right door, and it costs like 60% of the damaged paint. However, the dealer told me that the blend is not covered under warranty because it's undamaged paint. Is he right? I'd say he's wrong. I, you know, I, I would fight it to the death. Yeah. And... Uh, I, I think you just need to probably try another dealer called Toyota. Uh, is it a Toyota or? A, it doesn't say. Yeah, whatever whatever make it is, I would try another dealer. Uh, the manufacturer's warranty uh, is supposed to make you whole right. with respect to the repair. So certainly, if you had defective paint on the fender and they don't blend it properly into the rest of the body, they haven't made you whole. You can't. They devalued your car. Uh, and I suspect that there no could sense. be something known as warranty fraud going on, where the dealer is getting the full reimbursement for the um, repair, uh, and they're saving on the paint materials and labor bingo. by only doing the one panel. Uh, you could be right, but yeah, that's a boy. I love that question. I hope everybody out there understood it. I hope the uh, sender will go to the dealer and and get it taken care of the way it should be. Yep. Um, this is from PV. If you purchased a vehicle at off-lease only and the window sticker on the vehicle identified it as a previous accident vehicle, along with off-lease only, off only comms website also identifying the vehicle as a previous accident vehicle, then you purchased a vehicle that was involved in a severe accident and your, prior, and your vehicle sustained structural damage to the frame that may be dangerous. Have it checked out by a professional. Now you understand why its price, its value was so cheap. It had been severely wrecked. This is all in caps, by the way. Mm -hmm. When Offley's only sold it to you, and they knew it. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's kind of like the CarMax, uh, or I mean, the Offley's only secret to success. Uh, they they figured this out a long time ago, and uh, I give them credit because structural damage uh, 
is not what everybody thinks it is. And with unibodies and, and, and frames no longer being uh, integral parts of the car, the, the unibody damage is not endangering, is not a, a safety issue. Yeah. And so the, there's a legacy believing it is, and because people believe it is, it is. And when you do damage your car and you do damage the unibody, it severely affects the resale value. Well, off-lease buys the car at a severely reduced rate because they go through the auction at lower prices. But they also pass the, price, the, the cost along to you. They're one price, they put their lowest price on the car, and you buy it, and you what you save is what they saved when they bought it at auction. Yeah, and he, the the texter pointed out um, it was disclosed on the window sticker on the website very conspicuously. A lot of dealers, and we no. see this in the metric shops, do not um, disclose it conspicuously off lease only. You know what you're getting. Still want to take it to your mechanic because there can be safety issues with a wrecked car, and you want someone to check it out. Uh, I had a caller yesterday, and he was shopping CarMax and off lease. I said they're two good places. I said you're going to get you, you can get a good buy at either place. I said off lease is really a, a protect yourself uh, in the clinches and and be careful because they buy cars on the cheap and they sell them on the cheap and there's no guarantees or warranties to speak of there's some little bitty thing in the first five days or something but uh and don't finance it at uh, off lease only so but you can still get a great buy at off lease it's a good place to buy a car if you're careful mm -hmm. sister yeah. nancy <laughs> nancy Nancy. 877-960-9960. I like that. That's got a ring to it. Sister Nancy. Yes. <laughs> uh, text number 772-497-6530. I got a text from Leslie, and she's inquiring about car seats. And she wants to know where the best place would be uh, to go to get information and find out the number one rated. Well, without a doubt, Leslie, I have to steer you towards Consumer Report. Well, they have a whole lot to say about these car seats that are out there. And uh, why don't, according why don't, why don't, why don't somebody Google uh, Consumer uh, Reports and uh, look up car seats? I mean, according uh, to uh, my uh, information, uh, over five million. Can you believe it? Over five million car seats and most of those uh, will incline <clears throat> into sleepers uh, have been recalled uh, that was uh, last spring I believe and uh, also unfortunately uh, there has been some deaths uh, I, I, I believe that there may have been 70 so go to your consumer report and uh, you can find all kind of great information and recommendations. Hope I answered your question. Number one consumer report recommended uh, car child seat is the Chico, C-H-I-C-C-O. Hey. Number two is the Chico, C-H-I-C-C-O. Number three, number four, uh, number five. Uh, no, number five is a GB. But Get yourself a Chico. Get yourself a Chico, C-H-I-C-C-O. Uh, tested price, $180. Uh, buy it on Amazon yeah. and probably save a few right. bucks. I right. took baby Jake home in a Chico. Chico. <laughs> 18 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, Oh. Well, 17 how years nice. ago. What a great memory. And you see uh, how long that took me? No time at all. Yeah. Consumer reports, don't buy anything. Best. A coffee pot, a, a car seat, yeah. a car, That's uh, the best anything. way to yeah. go, Leslie. Uh, I agree uh, with uh, Earl's 
uh, information you just gave you. And, you know, you'd probably think to yourself uh, that Fisher-Price, because it's such a popular uh, car seat, but uh, they were major, uh, major, major players in this in this recall it uh, really it's a very serious situation over five million were recalled thanks for your text leslie yeah and and by the way just general advice you can save yourself two hours a week you don't have to listen to the show yeah any car questions just google because <laughs> that's what we're doing google up it. here no we have we have some retained knowledge over the years i'm just teasing but we do have some fun here don't we oh, this is partially entertainment you can google oral steward yeah exactly uh, everything we ever said is on yeah, everything somewhere. everything i know is on google exactly no, but this is infotainment, folks. This is yeah. a, That's not a whole true. show. That's why we yeah. call it a show. Yeah. Um, Steve from New Jersey, who is a long-time <laughs> listener and, and a texter, also references Consumer Reports. He says, hi, uh, Earl, Steve from New Jersey. You are a keen supporter of Consumer Reports. If at all possible, it would be great if you could get Keith Berry on your show. He wrote the October 23rd article about the high risk of injury and death of female occupants in cars. Oh, cool. Yeah. Keith Berry. Keith, Keith Berry, Berry, yeah. Very good. Well, we'll certainly try. That Wouldn't B- that be some? Is that B A R R Y? B A R R Y, yeah. Or Y, yeah. Rick? One quick note, folks. When you do get a car seat, stop by your local fire station. The firefighters are actually all trained on the installation and proper installation of those car seats hmm. to make sure they're anchored properly hmm. in the car. Yeah. yeah. Because that's actually a very important factor. No matter how good the car seat is, if it's not yeah. mounted properly in the car, yeah. in an accident, that can become a flying mm-hmm. projectile. Oh, and the fire department will help you put that in? Yeah, Absolutely, great advice, Rick. These uh, car seats and uh, sleepers, uh, they are so complicated. I mean, they were complicated uh, when Jake was born. Yeah. Uh, I remember Earl and I struggling to get this child oh, yeah. into... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just threw transpa- that on you. Transparency. Exactly. Uh, struggling. Uh, Earl mm-hmm. smiling a bit, I pretty sure he remembers. Yeah. Uh, but this stroller that we were trying to put Jake in, uh, 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 yeah, good luck folding that thing up. <laughs> They're easier now. When my son was born, they just came out or just just before something called the latch system. So it used to be used to use the, the seat belts to secure the seat, and then all the manufacturers started putting these like anchors in there. And there's yep. these little anchor things that tie in. Mm-hmm. It's easier, but some cars it is hard to do. Yep. So I agree with Rick. You yep. know, get somebody who knows Fire what they're station. doing to show you how to do it. Yeah, and okay. the firefighters love it. Yeah, I got definitely. something really good. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, your anonymous feedback. We want to hear from you. And we're still waiting for the ladies to give us a call. Two new lady callers. Now back to Stu. I got a really good one. You're going to get really excited about this one. That's from a dealer. Oh, boy. Um, or maybe it's a salesperson. But mm-hmm. it's, it's from a dealership. Yeah. I sell Mazdas. Mm-hmm. In fact, I sell a lot of them mm-hmm. at a Mazda dealer in Florida. Mm-hmm. Earl Stewart claims not to have dealer fees when in reality all they do is hide the money elsewhere. We pride ourselves in being we pride ourselves in being full disclosure. We also pride ourselves car dealers pride themselves in a lot. We uh, pride ourselves in I don't even know if that's a yeah. that's not even a verb. Okay. Uh, we also pride ourselves in having a lot of class, which is probably why we're close to becoming the number one Mazda dealerships in, dealership in all of Florida. Wow. Best part is 
I've never had to bash another dealer, brand, or salesperson to build value in my product or to convince people that I'm the salesperson they should purchase from. Sounds like you guys are the desperate ones bashing another brand and dealer. Mm. I've always been taught that if, you, if someone speaks poorly about someone else, it says a lot more about the one speaking than it does about the one being spoken about. Mm. Maybe check out some videos on class, integrity, dignity, or, or head back to Car Sales 101. We don't want to do that. Um, you might have some better luck with your sales. Sorry that your customers would rather buy a Mazda. Before you jump in on that, I just have to point out that Mazda has about 1% Mazda, uh, market share. Yeah. So anyway, I had to take a little sweat. Well, you know, it's Mazda is, yeah, I'm, you know, Mazda is in my heart forever because I was the first Mazda dealer in the eastern United States. I, I got a franchise from Mazda in August of 1970. And I actually flew to Jacksonville to meet with the chairman of the board of the Mazda. You know, they're based in Hiroshima. Um, they was, yeah, Hiroshima. And um, I was awarded the uh, Mazda franchise. And I had that for many, many years. So, you know, I, I, I love Mazda when they have the rotary engine. So I digress. Uh, the fact of the matter is to this salesperson uh, or manager or whatever of the soon-to-be-the-largest-Mazda dealer, uh, congratulations. I'm glad you're doing that. And... Uh, um, I understand your position, and uh, I appreciate the call. At least you had the courage. Of course, it was on anonymous feedback, but I can understand that, too. Um, it wasn't anonymous. Oh, it wasn't anonymous. It was a text, yeah. A text, okay. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to text him back, and I'm going to invite him to uh, visit uh, our dealership. Uh, I might even try to hire him uh, because we do have an honest, uh, upfront uh, out the door price on our cars. We do not have a dealer fee, hidden or otherwise, no hidden fees whatsoever. And uh, I believe this young man may actually have, or young woman, uh, may actually have uh, the sincere interest of the consumer at heart. So, uh, heads up, I'm going to give you a call personally and uh, we'll have a conversation. And uh, I want you to prove to yourself that we are who we say we are. And if you'd like to work for a truly honest dealer, uh, uh, we'd love to talk to you, interview you. So uh, thanks again for having the courage to uh, send us a text. I appreciate it. Next. Earl. Dealey, Lake Park is holding. Yes. Hi, Dealey. Good morning, Dealey. Uh, good morning, everyone. I want to say that I really enjoy your show every Saturday. It's so informative. Thank you. Thank you. And my question is, um, I purchased a Toyota back in the 70s, since then, brand new. Mm -hmm. Since then, I've had two Subarus, brand new, mm -hmm. and then a Ford, brand new. So it's time for me to buy a new car. Mm -hmm. And I want to buy a car from your dealership. Oh. However, the car I want is not a Toyota. It's a Subaru. Mm -hmm. so well, you want to buy a new Subaru. Um, 2019 or 2020, correct. Yeah, we, we can sell you a used uh, a Subaru. Unfortunately, only a Subaru dealer can sell you a new Subaru. But uh, what we can do for you is, uh, is if you uh, want a new Subaru, uh, you can contact your Subaru dealer that you'd like to buy from, and we can coach you. I'd be happy to help you to be sure you get a fair price. And... Uh, and as I say, if we had to use Subaru that fits your needs, uh, we'd be tickled to death. So I'll tell you, you, you can go uh, to our website and look and see what we have online. And if we have any Subaru, Stu's probably looking at it right now. 
You know, uh, I wasn't. You know, yeah, I was shopping. On, I'm he was playing. <laughs> he was <laughs> playing poker yeah, I'm not, online. I'm, I'm not organizing. To getting, yeah. to getting a, a Toyota. Except I really don't care for the Rav fours mm-hmm. or the SUVs that that are made. It's just like a personal preference. Oh, I understand. Um, I'm just leaning towards like a Subaru Crosscheck because there's kind of like uh, a smaller SUV and sure. kind of a little sporty. Sure. Well, you no. should you should buy the car. Now, first of all, Subaru is a great car. I mean, if there if there's uh, Subaru is is absolutely a, a success story. They really really have come on strong. Safety, reliability, maintenance. Check consumer reports. You probably already already have. It's just a great vehicle, and I love their advertising. By the way, the dogs. So oh. you couldn't go you could you couldn't go wrong with a Subaru, and um, we got uh, one. By the way, get one. What? We have one. We have one yeah. used Subaru uh, in our used car inventory, um, and uh, um, we 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 glad to sell you that one. But that's not a very good selection. Um, I suggest that you uh, shop around and buy buy one from your local Subaru dealer. But check with us. Uh, you can text me or Stu or Nancy, uh, and we would coach you through the purchase process and tell you what a good price is. Uh, at the Subaru dealer, be sure you get a fair, no hidden fee, no dealer installed accessories type price, and uh, that's what you, you know, want. And that's what you should buy. Okay, I thank you. And like every week, I've been learning more and more as to who to trust, who not to trust, or what to look for. And um, now I'm really sold on your dealership. If <laughs> I need well, to thank you. Car. <laughs> thank you very thank much, Dealey. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dealey. Happy New Year. Happy okay. New Year. Give Bye. us a call. Again, after you make your purchase, would be interested in speaking to you. And Happy New Year to you. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Remember, that shopping report's coming up, and we want you to be part of the grading process. Now back to Stu. We have an anonymous feedback response. It says, if Earl was offered a dealership from GM, either GMC, Chevy, etc., would he accept it? Also, if any manufacturer offered him a dealership outside of South Florida, i.e. Gainesville, Jacksonville, Pensacola, would he accept it? Uh, I would uh, definitely like to buy another dealership. Um, I would. Uh, it would depend on the dealership. Oh, you mean an open point? An open point, I would probably most say unequivocally, I would probably yeah. take. An open point, as I explained earlier, is like a gift of uh, cash uh, from the manufacturer. Uh, most all new car franchise now have some value what we call blue sky so people accept uh, open points uh, a lot more quickly than they would having to negotiate to buy at a very high price in south florida mm-hmm. so we'd love to have another dealership gmc uh, general motors or otherwise if and, i get to move back to gainesville yeah. um i'll do that love yeah. gainesville yeah go gators yeah good question so we're caught up with text okay and no more youtubes uh, we're actually good right now. Fantastic. Um, let me let me mention just uh, one one additional thing, and I I um, want to thank uh, the Florida um, you know Florida Weekly uh, for running uh, my article about attention uh, the uh, governor and the attorney general. Here it is, right here. Uh, open letter to Governor Ron DeSantis, Florida House Speaker. Jose Oliva, Florida State President, Bill Galvano, Attorney General Ashley Moody. And thanks very much for for running that article. Uh, the Hometown News, as was pointed out earlier by John from Palm City, uh, they ran it in the op-ed section, and they also wrote a letter 
to each of these individuals in our state legislature and our governor and the attorney general asking them to please comment on this article. Now, I haven't received any comments yet, and I don't think that the uh, hometown news has received any comments. I don't know if Florida Weekly has received any comments, but basically uh, this op- this um, article was asking the legislators and the regulators why they don't enforce the state law. The state law that says you must include all fees, hidden fees, in the advertised price. And why don't you enforce this? Now, uh, for the first time I'm announcing that we are going to run this particular blog column as a full-page ad in the Tallahassee Democrat. And I didn't do it right away because I wanted to, after the holidays, when all the politicians were back in Tallahassee. So uh, I think probably we'll, in the second week of January, I'll be running this blog article in the Tallahassee Democrat full page. And I want to know why Governor Ron DeSantis, why Florida House Speaker Jose Oliva, why Florida Senate President Bill Galvano, or why Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody does not enforce the law that we have. You made the law, and you were the regulator to enforce the law. Why don't you enforce the law? Virtually no car dealer in the state of Florida follows the law to include hidden fees in their advertised price. I would say one out of, what, Stu, 100? I don't think we've seen it once. I mean, Hollywood did it, but then they had a different... They didn't do it. Well, they yeah, they had a dealer fee was included in the price, but then they had another dealer fee. That's right. And when you went to the dealership, they didn't follow the rule. The advertised price... It was close. And 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 part of the the angle is the dealers might include, as Stu said, uh, Craig Zenn's Hollywood Toyota, they'll include their dealer fee that they call a dealer fee, but they don't include the dealer fee that they call an electronic filing fee. So virtually no car dealer anywhere in Florida follows this law. So this is just a heads up to all you uh, regulators and legislators out there. We're going after the bosses, the Senate president, the Speaker of the House, the Attorney General, and the Governor. You know, Governor DeSantis, I like what you're doing. I see you're... you're I think it's DeSantis. DeSantis, yeah, I'm sorry. I leave, apologize. You always leave I apologize. <laughs> oh, people misspell my name. I apologize, Governor. DeSantis. Governor DeSantis, I like what you did. Uh, you got elected, and you actually are taking some action from both sides of the aisle. You're not being uh, all Republican or all Democrat. You're doing what you think is right, and I think you're a good guy. Take some time. I know how busy you are, Governor DeSantis, to take a look at the Florida statute, 501 point nine seven six paragraph sixteen Florida statute five oh one dot nine seven six paragraph sixteen read the law the law says basically car dealers have to include hidden fees they call them dealer fees in the advertised price of the car name of the game it ain't happening it isn't being done it's being fragrantly violated by everybody. All you have to do is look at the advertisements in Tallahassee where you spend a lot of time and see if you can find an advertised price that includes the dealer fee in Tallahassee. So I'm talking to Governor DeSantis. I'm talking to Jose Oliva. I'm talking to Bill Golvano and the Attorney General, <clears throat> Ashley Moody. Ashley, it is your job to enforce the law more than the legislators. You're the enforcer. There's a law. Statute 
1.976, paragraph 16, enforce the law. Ashley, if you're not listening, I know somebody's listening that knows you and can speak to you, can communicate with you. Communicate with Ashley, Ashley Moody, Florida Attorney General, and say, take a look at the advertisements, advertisements online or on TV. See if you can find one car dealer that is obeying the law. Okay. Great point. Congratulations on being uh, recognized uh, on that article. I have a text that uh, pointed out that I was spreading uh, misinformation, and it says, Hello, it's absolutely not true that you can go to any fire station and they will help install your car seat. I was a firefighter for over 30 years. So, of course, I, I Googled mm-hmm. it, and that is correct. That is uh, an urban myth, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a website. Um, it's the National Child Passenger Safety Certification. You can search in your community for uh, a specialist who can help you, but it's, it doesn't happen at the, uh, at, the fire, at the fire station. So apologize for that. Yeah. Oh, I am corrected, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rick, do, We do, should have snoped it. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, by the way, snope.com, www.snope.com. Snopes. Snopes, S-N-L-P-E-S, is a great debunking uh, website, and shame on us. And uh, But congratulations on correcting a mistake. Thank yeah, you. What, to what you said, Rick, uh, I recall seeing it advertised on TV, not the fire station, but it was your local uh, police that you could stop by. Uh, true? Or? I found it highly doubtful that when you make a blanket statement like that, Maybe there's one police department that would do it or could or would want to, but I just don't think every police department in the United States would do that. Yeah. And they're probably the same thing. There might even be a fire department that did it one time. Yeah. But uh, this is how urban legends grow. Exactly. And we're all about the truth. So Exactly. But actually, I found the NHTSA website, just NHTSA, NHTSA.gov, um, that will refer you. You can search. If you use Google how to install a car seat, you'll find a ton of resources out there. Oh, great. Now, speaking about it, I'm glad you said that because when Tina was talking about NHTSA.gov, National Highway Traffic Safety Association.gov, I was going to say I thought the website was safercar.gov. It's probably both, right? Safercar.gov and NHTSA.gov. Yeah, safercar.gov takes you directly to the recall uh, uh-huh. site, and NHTS, nhtsa.gov takes you to the just their overall website. And then from there, you can get a link yeah. to go to the other. Yeah. Very good. Okay, well, Rick? Palm Beach County, the pbcgov.org, which is a Palm Beach County website, our government website, says, Palm Beach County Fire Rescues Certified Child Passenger Safety Technicians will check your child's car seat for proper installation, safety and recall status, as well as educate you on how to properly install the seat yourself. And on their website, they have where you can schedule an appointment and they have, I'm seeing six different locations here, or five locations rather, where you can go to have your, to set up an appointment. Uh, the when, first Wednesday, second, third, fourth Wednesday. So of it is Palm Beach County, but we don't know about yeah. any other county. And we're global. And we right. are global. So, But you can, you can Google this for your county, yeah. for your location, and they have people that you can go to that will make sure your car seat's installed properly, and they're certified to In do Palm so. In Palm Beach County. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We have an uh, interesting text here. Um, I can't, there's nothing really to read. It says, give me a call if you like. I have a story for you, but I don't want to be on the air. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll forward you the phone number. Oh, okay. I'll call you. 
And right. I'm also going to call that a car dealer, car salesman. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that was a post on a uh, YouTube channel. So um, the only way to respond is to for you to post on it. So Jonathan is sending you. Oh. Yeah, he'll, he'll send you the link. Oh, I got you. Okay. Shall we get to the mystery shopping report? Do we have any other uh, I'm good to go. extra calls? Okay, let's go to our mystery shopping report. And I, I think I can find it here. It's somewhere. I was shuffling my papers around a lot. Would you like mine? Yeah, let me have yours. I can't find it. Thank you very much. Okay. This is kind of kid. You're going to like this. Uh, I, oh, I told earlier that Age uh, of Thunder got busted, but it's uh, it was so cool. It was Dewey. Oh, De- really? Dewey busted him. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, good old Dewey ball. <laughs> yeah, well, salesman. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, mystery shop of Carl's Buick GMC. Now, plan A for this week's mystery shop was Infinity of Stewart. We found a payment ad of theirs that promised a low payment with zero dollars down. When we when we sent Age of Thunder in to find out if zero really meant zero, uh, his cover was blown. A former salesperson, who I just found out his name was Dewey. Hey, Dewey. <laughs> yeah, Dewey Tate. No, not du- Dewey. Dewey Ball. Dewey Ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had another friend named Dewey Tate. Dewey Ball. Uh, Dewey Ball. Uh, worked for us for a long, long time, yeah. spotted Agent Thunder and informed management. Um, sales manager confronted Agent <laughs> Thunder <laughs> and asked him to leave. Mystery shopping is not risk-free. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, to be honest with you, it's I fraught. was just terrified that this was going to happen sooner because he's been all over, and uh, and he uses his name, real name, and uh, he... Uh, has never been busted up until now, so we we really pushed the envelope. Yeah. We might have to bring him in out of the cold for a while. Yeah, I don't know. Burn notice. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Agent Thunder, he's a true professional. He found another dubious ad from another Treasure Coast dealer on his phone in uh, in, in Infinity of Stewart's parking lot. So um, he's standing there, and he he got the uh, ad out, and it was like across the street. They're very close, anyway. I think, I think they're, they're all on US-1. Right? Yeah, all on US-1, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one was even better. Carl's Buick GMC was advertising a new 2019 Buick Encore for 25% off. Ooh. And that's a huge percentage, and you actually see them higher than that. Uh, 25% off, eye-catching, and we had to see what it was all about. Uh, Earl, on, Earl Stewart on Cars has investigated Carl's Buick twice before, once in May of 2016, and again in July of 2018. Yeah, Carl's uh, Buick has been around for a long time, hasn't it? About uh, 20 years. Yeah. And it's a, you know, a locally owned, uh, I guess the guy's name is really Carl. And yeah, I, I think in our old Mr. Sharp, we have his last name, but it's Carl. And he's, I think he opened it up in 1999. Yeah. The first time we visited him was to check out an ad that, like today's Mystery Shop, promised a huge discount. Back then, they used obscure rebates that very few people qualified for to get top... Uh, I'm sorry, get to the... To get to the top, to get to the advertised price. And you were tired last night. I don't blame you. I was tired, too. Yeah. In addition to that, of course, the dealer fee was added to the discounted price as well. So, the second time we shopped them was a Takata test, and sadly, they failed the Takata test, but almost everybody fails the Takata test. We had a suspicion that the 25% off ad would also turn out to be a bait and switch. The fine print disclosure was extremely hard to find, uh, read, but it did contain some clues that support our feelings. I took the uh, fine print on my copy of it, and I'll 
I'll hold up my copy of it. And I got out my magnifying glass, and I still couldn't read yeah. it. But I guess on you know with a good copy, uh, you you can read that. But it's virtually impossible to read. Well, I got new progressive lenses, and I can see tiny, okay. tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. We have okay, blah blah blah. Uh, for one of the things that raised our suspicion was that they give a single stock number, and it says STK STK hashtag one nine four five one, and that's code. Uh, it's one car. And every car in a dealer's inventory has one of these stock numbers. And it legally, technically, uh, gets them off the hook saying that this specific car is available at this price for sale. It also protects them in case it is a good price. That means they only have to sell one car at that price. Uh, there's a Typically, it's a dubious reason. It's, it's, it's a devious reason, I should say. Uh, to put the stock number in there. If you're advertising a price, you should be willing to sell that MSRP make model car to anybody at that yeah. price. But when you say I'll only sell one, that's a red flag. It also specifies prices do not include additional fees and cost of closing, including government fees and taxes, any finance charges, any dealer documentation fees, or other fees. I like the, or the other fees. Yeah, other like, fees, yeah. Anything else we can think Yeah, of. everything. I mean, you can, you can <laughs> Pizza <price>. fee. <laughs> exactly. They should just say, yeah. this price means absolutely nothing. Exactly. You know what? That might be a legal disclosure. I mean, that might, that might fly. This price doesn't mean anything. This, this, this price is not valid in any way, shape, or form. And you put it in the fine print. It's that's, I think that's a great disclosure. Bullpucky. Yeah. You know, we ran a, uh, I, I know I'm digressing, but we have time. We ran an ad uh, in Hometown News years ago, and uh, we advertised a car for $1. Uh, or, 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 do you remember that? We did that? Yeah, we did, yeah. We had a full-page ad. But we, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the spoof, <laughs> we had the fine right. print. <laughs> yeah. And we, and we, and we, in the fine print, we said, this is not true. Oh, the, and our dealer fee is $20,000. $20,000. Let's do that again. Let's do that again. Yeah. I, yeah. That was fun. And maybe we'll do one in Florida Weekly. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. We have to do it a used car because Toyota won't let us advertise a car for a dollar. Yeah. So. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, even with disclosure? Even with disclosure. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I digress so much. I, I forgot where. Oh, here we are. Okay, we had a pretty good idea of what Agent Thunder was getting into, um, but hey, sometimes we get a surprise. Okay, here's the report. I'm Agent Thunder, like I went in myself, speaking in the first person. I was greeted by an older salesman named Leonard once I entered Carl's Buick showroom. Leonard was a very friendly, welcoming guy. He shook my hand and asked how he could help me. I replied by showing him a copy of the ad for 20%, 25% off a new Buick Encore. Just like my experience the week before at Napleton's Palm Beach Acura, Leonard cautioned that the advertised car was just a base model. Second time in a row that verbiage has been used and suggested we look at a better equipped trim level. I interrupted to assure him that I was okay with getting a base model. I told him I had a two-year-old and another baby on the way. I anticipated this car getting pretty trashed and I didn't want anything too fancy. Leonard accepted this and said he'd find the ad car for me. Before he did, he offered me a cup of coffee. I accepted. 
uh, sipped it as I waited for him to come back for me. He was back in a few minutes and made a copy of my driver's license before we headed outside. The Encore was parked outside. The MSRP was $27,360, about $1,200 more than the MSRP of the ad car. Now, he told me he was going to go out and get the ad car, and he went out, but he didn't get the ad car. And at this point in time, he didn't say anything. He just wanted him to have something really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I, I pretended like I didn't know it wasn't the ad car, but I did. I mean, 1200 bucks difference. Uh, there was also an addendum on the window that listed a protection package and prepaid maintenance for $1,223, kicking up the MSRP by $1,223. Leonard saw me reading it and told me not to worry about it. See, you know, they're sensitive about this. Uh, they they know, probably hate it. Yeah, oh, they hate it. They do. Salespeople don't like that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, Leonard was a pro when it came to his vehicle presentation. He helped me adjust my seat, went over all the features thoroughly. Then we went on a test drive. Leonard shined on the test drive. He made jokes and easy conversation while interjecting information about the car when appropriate. I liked Leonard. Now, I'm going to say that again. I liked Leonard. This is so important to understand for everybody. A good salesperson, and I mean that, a salesperson that can sell a lot of cars and make a lot of money for himself and the dealer, I mean that kind of a good salesperson, not a morally good salesperson. A salesperson that can sell a lot of money, sell a lot of money, sell a lot of cars, make a lot of money, uh, is likable. And I, I talk to so many people that know where they want to buy their next car because they buy their car from their friend George who works at the Honda store. And George is just a prince of a guy. And he is such a nice guy. He's got a family. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he belongs to my club, uh, my church. Uh, uh, his kids play on my baseball team, uh, kids' baseball team. This is the way someone sells a lot of cars and makes a lot of money. And we, you know, I'm a car dealer. We look at likability when we hire a salesperson. You can have the most honest person in the world, the hardest working person in the world, but if they aren't likable, they can't sell cars. So when you when you find a salesperson that you really like, a, a red flag ought to go up and a siren ought to go off because that's the guy that can get you or the gal that can get you. Leonard also talked at length about Carl's Buick's reputation for honesty and family values. I used this to ask him, uh, ask him for his opinion about the ad. I asked, Leonard, be straight with me. Is this ad legit? Leonard said it was absolutely legit. I mean, what do you expect? Well, I shouldn't say that because we've actually had sales uh, people that have spilled, their, spilled the beans. They say, the ad's not legit, it's just get you in the door. But even that while. statement is to garner your trust. And now they build the trust between you and, and the salesperson. So it's, salespeople are, are a good salesperson is not only likable, but he's smart. Okay. So Leonard assures, assures me it's legit. He said they're using a $5,000 rebate to help them get the sale price. That's from the manufacturer, General Motors, which is 25% off MSRP. I asked if everyone qualified for the rebate, and he said that everyone did. Okay, that's a common trick. 
you know, are you a college graduate? Are you a member of the military? Whatever. Leonard went on to say that they did not, they did have the base model in stock. Now he tells me, okay, we got the base model in stock, but the one we were driving was a nicer trim. He thought I'd, he thought I'd like it better. Well, he should have told me, right? Up front. I told him that I did like the bells and whistles. I agreed. I asked if I could get the same discount on it. Leonard said yes. When they have the bells and whistles, there's more profit built in. So if they give you the same discount, uh, they're making more profit. So it's a, it's a, it was a deceptive uh, switch. And he did it in a remarkably friendly manner. And most people probably would have gone along with it. Back at the dealership, Leonard asked me if I was ready to write it up. I said I was. Leonard said he would print all the numbers up. And if I liked them, I would take it home. I sat down to wait. He returned it with a buyer's order. I noticed that um, Agent Thunder mistakenly thought this was a buyer's order. No. It's not a buyer's order. Worksheet. It's a worksheet. At first, I thought, well, this is unusual because most all car dealers have gone from showing you the legitimate buyer's order. A vehicle buyer's order is a legal document, but they don't use legal documents anymore. Uh, as they get more and more corrupt, they've learned to use worksheets because they can do about anything they want to and there's no law yeah. that apply to a worksheet oftentimes there will be a disclosure on the worksheet that says this is for uh, you know uh, negotiation purposes only yeah. or you know it's well, a, this one like in particular yeah. this one in particular said this is not a legal document yeah. <laughs> right so um, this is not a contract yeah. on their uh, worksheet he discounted the MSRP by $1,300 making the top line sale price 26000 even I always get nervous when you at even numbers. That wasn't smart. It should have been 26.01 and 19 cents. That's what I used to do when I was evil. You know, when we'd advertise a price, we'd always. There's gotta be a reason you're being that particular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then he added a $699 dealer fee, called it a dealer fee, right? Yeah. Uh, $114 electronic filing fee, which is also his dealer fee, but he called it something else. Uh, hidden fee. Then he added sales tax, but strangely, no title or registration fee. So that's $813 in hidden fees that was not included in the advertised price, which is breaking the law, which is what I said before earlier uh, to Ashley Moody, the Florida Attorney General. Why is Carl's Buick, GMC, and Stewart advertising prices and violating the law of Florida? I don't know. Maybe Ashley Moody can explain it to me. Uh, then he took off the $5,035 rebate, making my out-the-door price $23,443. I proceeded directly to the uh, exit plan. How do I get out of here? I needed to take the numbers with me to review at home before coming back after 6 to take delivery. Leonard didn't object or attempt to get a manager to stop me. We shook hands, and I left. This is an indication this is an old-school dealership. Uh, well, maybe not an old-school. Uh, Leonard is an old-school salespeople. They're supposed to, you're supposed to have a manager get involved in the uh, every sale. And uh, this is a no-no for Leonard. He should have done it. Um, probably Carl. And the manager would be unhappy if they'd known that he'd let this customer out, meaning me, uh, without a TO, we call it, a turnover to management. And there you have it. The ad showed sixty-five ninety in savings off MSRP before adding back hidden fees. Agent Thunder's discount was about $300 less on a considerably more expensive car on which they would have made more money. 
In both cases, the discounts were bogus because there was $813 in hidden fees added and to the discounted price. The ad card discount was actually 5777 not 6590 Agent Thunder's discount was 5522 not $6,335. So messy, uh, not according to the ad. Uh, but not a particularly out of character. Close. We've seen worse, but yeah. it's, it was still still bait and switch. We have some grades coming in. Okay. Let's uh, hear the grades. Leonard uh, gives him an A+. Plus. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> Leonard. Um, all right. Jeff, <laughs> that was uh, good. <laughs> Jeff gives him a D. Uh, Nina gives him a D. Craig gives him a C. Gino an F. And Danielle an F. I, I am, I'm hesitant to fail them because... Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we do grade on a curve, this doesn't seem like a more extreme um, yeah. sort of bait and switch, but it yeah. still is. So I, I'm yeah. going to give them a D. Yeah, I, uh, I I feel the same way. We I tend to get emotionally involved every time I do a, a mystery shopping report, and then I, I I can't let my emotions carry me away. We just can't fail everybody. We have no place left to show up, Rick. I'm just curious about one thing. I'm looking at the picture of the addendum sticker. Yeah. And it says on the maintenance plan that... For the first three years of ownership, they're giving them six oil changes and three tire rotations. Hmm. That seems backwards to me because yeah. the oil, uh, yeah. according to Google, the 2019 Buick Encore is supposed to be using 0W20 synthetic oil. And one oil change with that oil is probably going to be retail price about 80 or $90. You know what? I bet that addendum sticker is 20 years old, and uh, uh, I bet nobody's ever read the fine print on it. Well, I, I guarantee that it's a, it's, it's a typo, but don't worry, Carl's Buick, because you're not <laughs> responsible for typographical errors. Exactly, right. <laughs> Seriously, it says uh, they can't vouch for the accuracy, de a description, or condition of this vehicle or its listed equipment. Yeah. So there you go. I couldn't read it, uh, and I'm glad you did read that. Uh, most people, these addendum stickers, uh, you saw what happened with Leonard. Uh, I, as Agent Thunder, was looking at the addendum sticker, and he says, don't worry about that. Right away, you knew that it was bogus, uh, added, puffing up the price of phony Monroney, adding, you know. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, old school uh, uh, addendum stickers, it's, 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 really, it's really hysterical that they put that typo in there for 20 years and nobody ever noticed it. Yeah. Uh, nobody reads the fine print, not even the dealer. Well, uh, from YouTube, Frank says a D, and Ernesto is giving a D, Mark Smith from Iowa a D, and Mark Ryan, also from Iowa, a D. Yeah, yeah, there uh, it is, I hate to give a, I almost want to give them a C. I mean, because the more I think about it, this is almost like a standard uh, kind of shopping yeah. award for Now, there were some other little things and details that we didn't cover. So if you look at the ad, um, it shows a rebate um, on there, and it says, uh, I just lost my spot, but the rebate, I think, said 5500 or something like that. Uh, Leonard said, here, let me pull it up here. Uh, the ad said, okay, a Buick and GMC standalone consumer cash program, and they take 5500 off. Um, well, the rebate that actually was the rebate was actually just a little over five hundred. So I don't know if if Agent Thunder was given the actual rebate or there was some other ex explanation. But they, he reduced the amount of the rebate and also didn't didn't discount the car as as much as the uh, well. Actually, no, he did discount the car. 
but the rebate he kind of shortchanged them on. Yeah, he he was uh, tap dancing and uh, bobbing and weaving and trying to get the deal, and that's he was a good salesman. Yeah, I mean he's uh, likable sums it all up as I said before, and the average person would never have been as skeptical as Agent Thunder. And if you have a salesperson with a great smile and uh, tell you a few jokes, get you a cup of coffee, and uh, ask you about your wife and kids and the dog. Uh, he makes a friend. You make a friend, and you want a friend. Uh, it's, it's not like the old school, you know, you don't have the white shoes and the and checkered pants and, the, you know, the old... You Google deceptive car dealers and go to images, and they have some hysterical with a cigar. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I just I just texted you the picture, and it's up to you if you want to show it. There is a picture of Leonard. Um, it's actually a, a picture of a uh, a desk cutout of Leonard that he had on his desk, and uh, it's pretty clever. Um, at first, I thought that might be Carl because you know it looks like a, maybe the picture of the dealer, but you can zoom in. Oh, is that actually Leonard? Yeah. You can zoom in on the name tag, and you can see that it, yeah. it is Leonard, and that's Leonard right well, there. Well, Leonard's a nice-looking guy. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's very small. He's on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Leonard. So, but so if you go into Carl's Buick, ask for Leonard. He's one heck of a nice guy. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, I Never like him, him, too. Great personality. I, I, I tell you one thing. I'm, I'm going to give him a C. Me too. I mean, because I'm doing it because of Leonard. Yeah. And I think he's I think he's a good person. You know, what we what we find is a culture of car dealers. Uh, and uh, there's two there's two things involved with why car dealers behave the way they do. One, they've always done it that way. And it's been going on that way for 100 years. Do you believe that? 100 years. And people that grow up in it, like I did, uh, when I was selling cars and when I was you know, in the management and I started business with my father many, many years ago, over 50 years ago, uh, I saw nothing wrong with what I was doing. I just thought it's the way it was. And so it's, if you think back 50 years on a lot of things we did, uh, they're embarrassing today. The way we treated women, the way we treated uh, Afro-Americans, uh, the way we treated Indians. Uh, I'm talking about Native Indians. Uh, a, a lot, a lot of things that we did, we just thought we took it for granted. And car deals are frozen in the past, and so there's there's a very interesting case study. This will be studied one one day after automobile retail dealers no longer exist, which you know, in probably 25 years, that's going to be the case. There won't be car dealers as we yeah. know them today. They'll, they'll, they'll say, like, it's like looking back at bloodletting and, uh, yeah. and other ancient practices. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So uh, Leonard, is, he's frozen in the past. He's, he's probably a family guy. He's probably a, a member of his uh, local church or synagogue. He's probably, uh, uh, you know, he coaches the uh, softball team. And he's a member of the yeah. Kiwanis Club. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. So if yeah. you are in the market for a GMC or a Buick, go yeah. see Leonard. Just be careful. Yeah. Yeah. And and get three competitive prices yeah. and do your homework and let Leonard make a living. Exactly. Okay. I st- we still have some time yet. We'll do- I think we have time for my vote. Oh, mm. I forgot. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Thought, yeah. We Sister Nancy. <laughs> my apologies. Okay. Uh <clears throat> I'm in, I'm, serious, a, I'm in serious trouble on the way home. Uh, no, we can. This can go down right here. <laughs> Why wait? Oh boy, let's do it. Get the popcorn, folks. Here we go. 
Let's get ready to rumble. Okay. Um, I'm not interested in what uh, Leonard looks like. Um, his personality, sure, that's important. You know, whether, you know. Uh, Watch out, Leonard. Uh, <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> but uh, Carl's Buick gets a uh, D minus from me. A lot of tap dancing. You know, uh, it's just, uh, why does it have to be this way? It's a minefield out there. Do your homework. There you go. Well, you passed him, though. I, I, I was very easy on Leonard. I thought something was about to go down. <laughs> That's the way I play the game. Yeah. And then I jump on you. You know, the salespeople that I like um, uh, that we encounter on the Mr. Chime reports are the ones who will actually be frank about the uh, dealership deceptive practices. Yeah. And if you can find uh, a salesperson that you really know, and he will be honest with you about the misleading advertising, and you say, listen, I understand I want to buy the car. I want to buy it at a fair price. I don't want to steal it from you. I want you to make a reasonable commission. And, you know, if you if you, if you have a person that you can, can trust to meet those guidelines, that's kind of fun because you don't have to go through all the BS. You don't have to do the haggle-hassle, meet the manager and all that. But some of you out there have a salesperson that you've double-checked and he understands the rules of the game and he gives you a fair price. I mean... I'm not one of these people. I think a lot of people aren't. You don't have to get the lowest price that the dealer ever sold the car for. You just want a price that was fair that you didn't get taken advantage of. You don't want to pay a $5,000 profit to a dealer when the guy that came in yesterday bought the same car and uh, and he made $1,000 on Maybe Maybe $1,000 is a fair profit for the dealer. But you don't want to pay him 5000 if 1000 is an okay profit. I agree. Okay. Okay, we're running out of time. We'd like to sing us a song. Well, I have an idea uh, to our panel here. Uh, this is our last show for 2019. Uh, anybody have a New Year's resolution? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I have a New, new Year's resolution uh, that I did in my blog column. There you go. And, and how, do you, how do you like that for an opening? The 2020. <laughs> the 2020. Can I find it here? Uh, if you can pull that up on rollingcars.com, it's... Uh, Oh, here it is right here. 2020 New Year's resolutions for car dealers. Pull that up. Ten resolutions for car dealers. And if you go through that, it headlines everything that you really have to be careful of. First one is display your lowest price on every new and used vehicle. And you know that ain't going to happen.com. But I got to tell them anyway. Uh, add no hidden bogus fees. Uh, never pre-install dealer accessories. Uh, especially if they're not included in the advertised price. Uh, don't deprive your customers of the American inalienable right to shop and compare your lowest price with the competition. Only business that deprives you of that right. TV sets, refrigerators, toothbrushes, anything you want. You go to Amazon, Target, Walmart, you can shop and compare prices. You can't do it with car dealers. Number five. Do not switch a customer that wants to buy a car to leasing because you're going to make a lot more money. Someone comes in to buy a car, sell them a car. Don't switch them to lease because you average over $1,000 more when you lease a car. And if your customer wants to finance his car with you, offer them a fair competitive rate. Offer to sell them, offer to sell them products like extended warranties only if it's a value to them as something they truly can use at a fair price. 
never, number seven, never sell a used vehicle with an unfixed dangerous recall. We find all car dealers doing that. Maybe one out of a hundred will say, I can't sell you this car till we refix it. One out of a hundred. Never display conditions that increase the real price of the advertised vehicle in unreadable fine print. Every dealer does that. We saw that today. Saw it today. You see it every day. And we got two minutes. Don't falsely give hope to prospective customers with bad credit by understating the conditions that they must meet to obtain financing. For example, any credit application accepted, or we finance good people with bad credit. Or we want to get everybody approved. Yeah. You know, of all the things that you do, you car dealers out there, the ones that prey on people with bad credit are the most uh, disgusting people. I mean, when you take advantage of somebody down on their luck, I mean, when there's nothing more embarrassing or humiliating to a person to have bad credit. It may or may not be their fault, but either way, to prey on these people by promising things they can't deliver is terrible. Bye-bye, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Happy New Year. Thank you for joining us this morning. We'll see you right back here next Saturday, 2020.